smoking through it all, cause nothing in life lasts forever. We don't want these hoes, don't want the fame, we want the cheddar. Told her we can have it all if we do it together. You know I'ma pass the ball, but only to my brother. You know I'ma pass the blunt, but only to my sister. I'ma pass the bottle, pass these hoes off to my niggas. It ain't exclusive if it ain't an Amazon exclusive. It's your boy BQ, and welcome to the Low Key Facts Podcast. We're in the beautiful downtown San Jose, 408, Silicon Valley. And uh, I'm accompanied by an individual that I just met about two weeks, three Something weeks. Like that. So within so within that time frame. And ever since then, it's been like, oh shit, oh, it was good, bro. Right, I'm, <laughs> I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Boom, boom, boom. Like this guy's on the go. Uh and after getting formally introduced to him and then going through your content and seeing what you're doing. You're you're really in that creative element, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like yeah. when I look at it, I just see an element, you know what oh, I'm saying? Because yeah. I'm like, he's doing music, he's doing content to elevate the music, he's doing the entrepreneurial aspect of the <clears throat> operation. Because when you do creative shit, there's also an operation that goes behind that creativity. For that sure. some people, you know, they're more inclined in the creativity. Mm-hmm. Some people like myself more inclined in the business aspect. Like I definitely uh, see that within you. And uh, with that being said, I have it goes by Instagram name. Full name Cola, artist, rapper, entrepreneur from San Ho. What's good? What up? What's up, man? How, How you doing? doing? I'm good, man. Happy to be here. I'm, I'm glad to have Across you on the, the podcast. You know what I'm saying? Sh- so from so short notice, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like uh you came through and um I got a chance to see your space. Um and you announced that on social media recently that you got your own uh you know operation at local colors. Shout out to local colors and the digital underground. Mm-hmm. So uh yeah, man. How does it feel to be where you're at now? You know what I'm saying? Uh, it feels great. Yeah. Yeah, it feels great. It's like I'm still settling in. Yeah, like I'm yeah. still moving stuff in. Yeah. Uh, the space is like way bigger than. <laughs> <laughs> bro, that shit is big as fuck. Like AF capital. Yeah, bro. Like, it's too too much, too much space. So I'm like still moving stuff in, trying to figure yeah. out what to do with it all. But uh, it it's just like, it's a blessing. Hell yeah. It's a blessing to be here. Hell yeah, dude, bro, because, you know, a lot of people in this pandemic have been, you know, figuring out their situation financially or what, you know, I feel like this shit has low-key been like uh, a wake-up call for some people, you know what I'm saying? Like, they've just been kind of locked in, devoted to their jobs, and they kind of put their side hustle or their passion in the back burner, and now it's like, that's their only way of making money now. Right. So now it's like, you know, for someone that's already been full-fledged doing it, how do you feel like, do you feel like you have an advantage going into this uh, type of uh, drought that people are dealing with? Um, I don't know. I don't know if I necessarily have an advantage. Mm. Um, maybe, Mm. but just kind of continuing to do what I've been doing. Maybe yeah. like a head start, maybe. Yeah, it's like what I mean by that is because, like, <laughs> I feel like, you know, when someone is actually uh, creating uh, content, right, that's one, mm-hmm. that's a form of marketing. And then you got people uh, that are already making your product. Like, your, your case, you have your own clothing brand. Right. You also have your own hustle with the Pokemon cards, which yeah. is hella dope, too, by the way. <laughs> uh, we're going to unpack that as well. Yeah. And, uh, you know, um, you've already been doing it. So now that the time mm. period where that's like a, a, a trending subject like right. entrepreneurship yeah that's where i feel like that was a fair question since like yeah. i feel like you already like in the motion you know what i'm saying right um i mean i'm just happy to see other people doing that as well like oh, yeah. for example my neighbor he's an immigrant from um jamaica oh, and shit. he's a phenomenal cook phenomenal cook and uh he's been working at san jose state for x amount of years okay right to pay the bills he's got a family all that all, all that good stuff and um this pandemic obviously there's no school yeah yeah. so he's not working and it's forced him to um pretty much go back to like what he loves to do mm-hmm. which is cook Hell yeah. his his way his oh, food, food jamaican man. food bro C- caribbean like crazy crazy good and uh he's just been like doing that on a weekly basis and like you, you starting to see him like like i talk to him about it all the time and we talk about how it's a blessing in disguise and how now he's having the opportunity to do what he really loves to do and what he really wants to do and what Hell follow yeah. what his dream is so i think in that case you're right like it is a blessing in disguise and it's and it's like i mean that's what i love to see like, Hell that, yeah. that shit makes me so happy i agree i feel like there's a lot of people around me that i feel like you know they're um, full-fledged in the workforce and then like they have so much potential in something that they just you know put to the side right. um but this situation made them like i gotta do it now that's like, crazy it's kind of like what people it's kind of like what the argument for universal basal income is yeah like, because like i don't yeah. know if you know anything about yeah, that i fuck shit, with ubi like, i fuck with yeah, UBI. yeah, yeah. Yep. like andrew yang yeah, and shout shit. out to the yang gang yeah yang gang. <laughs> and he was always talking about how like if certain bills were covered or whatever then it then it would like unlock 
yeah. hella things. It would allow people to focus Facts. on shit they want to do, which is this is like almost the same effect, but like the opposite. It's like less. It's like it's like less security, and it's more like now you got to figure it out, I think, which is kind of better. Honestly, I think it is better. I, I saw a post by Patrick <laughs> Bet, and he said. Like what, you know, because I feel like the argument with like capitalism and all that shit is that people, you know, there's certain things that I, I agree that people should get help, like health care and sort of things of that nature. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to like, you know, how we create our living for ourselves, I would prefer to do something I love and be able because people do that in other countries, third world countries, like they're doing certain right. things that they know what they know best and they make it a profitable thing. Right. And it ends up being a part of their lifestyle as opposed to like waking up and clocking in. Um, so I, I definitely agree with that. You know, it's a, I, I fuck with the Yang Gang too. <laughs> I've been fucking with the UBI concept because I think it's a fair thing because, you know, every consumer in the United States created this big-ass economy, right? Right. And it, it only makes sense that we deserve equity from what we have created, uh, especially in the scenario with tech companies because yeah. their margins are like making billion-dollar companies look like little dogs compared yeah, to their, their revenue. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I know they pass oil in trade. Oh, yeah like le- within this decade because uh, oil has been the number one trade like right. you know for years mm-hmm. um but now that data you know and andrew yang says that too that people are profiting off of our data mm-hmm. like all the information that we're logging into shit and they just like keep it and they sell it and right. i know they fucking sell that shit yeah. because i fucking applied through Glassdoor, mm-hmm. right and then ever since then these motherfuckers keep bugging the shit out of me through cold calls oh yeah and i'm like dude i applied <clears throat> through Glassdoor to get a job right not right. to get fucking called like a motherfucker yeah and they talk to me about shit i'm not even doing like fucking uh (laughs) school and shit i'm like leave me alone bro (laughs) nah but that's real though i think that's a very good point that you're making though like if people had the the stress Uh from like an unexpected bill or the stress of like taking care of like you know the babysitter or like things just small things that are stressing for certain people that are just making it paycheck to paycheck or they're just making under a certain margin yeah like they can't do those things which i agree with yeah and then it's but like this is the, instead of it being like comfort, you have comfort. So now do what you want to do. It's yeah. more like you have pressure. So you, you have pressure. to do what you have to do. And like, I don't know, for me, I always like pr- I think pressure is healthy. It I is. think it's necessary. It I always respond like better, I think, to pressure than comfort. Yeah, personally, I agree with that. <clears throat> I think 50 cents of shit. If you don't know what pain is, you won't know what joy is. Mm. So it's kind of like you need something of of a negative aspect to make it positive yeah it's kind of weird it's like yin and yang type shit i don't know how to break that no that makes sense yeah and it's just like you know it just you you have to man it's like survival at that point and like then you gotta and for for people that don't know that consume the silicon valley content you gotta understand living out here is a flex like you people really can't like uh like sustain themselves like for real like there's yeah there's people you know having to live with their parents for a certain amount of years save up and then buy a house mm-hmm. but most people like they might not even <clears throat> buy a house out here they'll, lo- they'll move to the valley they'll move to arizona i know a lot of people yeah. are like in this hype right now moving out of california because yeah. elon musk Tux- you know uh, you know all texas. These, yeah texas yeah. So there's all these variables that are making people want to move out of cali right but um it's definitely <clears throat> hard as fuck to live out here yeah uh like it's it's definitely not like the average you know no. um full-fledged sustainability type yeah shit. yeah i feel like if you're making i mean but doesn't it scale like if you're making well i yeah for sure because it, it like it, it evens out because like the the cost is higher that's what i'm saying yeah. but the opportunity Money, yeah. is higher too but you know typically it, but it's like i don't know but bro. imagine if you had like imagine if you were making hella bread but you were living in like pennsylvania oh real shit you probably <laughs> collected it. no this <laughs> house you could get like a, an apartment for three hundred dollars oh, was that girl dude. that girl over there she said that she was living in vietnam before she came over here oh damn and she said she was paying three hundred dollars for a big ass house i believe it and i was like i mean i never knew it was that cheap over there but at the same time the cost of the dollar might meet might cost more over there yeah oh yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. yeah man that's but crazy yeah. but you're in vietnam yeah you're in vietnam which yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which i don't i've never been there so i can't speak on it yeah they still got but, fucking uh they still got c4 and lines mines on the floor and shit from the war from like 20 years ago and shit really they really Hell do yeah have you seen the movie uh what was that movie i was obsessed with with the, the nine bloods the the, the five bloods the five bloods the five bloods oh i, ha- I haven't seen that shit. shit is fucking fire watch that shit isn't not- like morgan freeman in that or am i tripping uh it's definitely nah. a black dude uh what's that that's dude? fucked up uh, nah. Nah, what's his name not uh, like fuck what was his name uh samuel jackson's in it 
No, uh, shit, no there's definitely hella bad. I see, just no, look I gotta so pull fucking it up. racist no, now. No, Fuck. No. No, I swear, no. like, let me see. I, isn't like Michael B. Jordan? Uh, yeah, 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 I, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Oh wait, no, not Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> but the, the dude from the same movie he was acting in. Uh, what's that? Chad, Chad, Chad Bose, uh, Bozeman, the guy uh, from Chad Black Bozeman. Panther. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Damn. Yeah. Let's. So yeah, now can, I gotta pull can you just take this part out of the podcast? Nah, bro. Fucking. That shit is like. Nah, it's all good. Damn. People like this natural shit. Uh, what was I gonna say? Uh, yeah. So here's the cast. I have uh, blah, 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 right. It's some. It's some hit. Oh, Don, Donald Donald Glover's go. in it, for yeah. sure. I got. I know for a fact he's in that. Um. Damn. Why don't they show it like and just list it? Oh yeah. Here we go. Deroy Lindo Paul. He was the main character. I liked his character because they like. Uh, he was supposed to kind of represent like the African American that votes for Trump, mm. and like he's a he's a veteran, you know what I'm saying? And, he's, mm-hmm. and in the movie, even the dialogue, he's like, "Oh, we got to get these Mexicans, these immigrants out of here," type shit. Oh, shit. But I, but what I liked about it though is that it really illustrated like how you know African Americans that did go to the war in Vietnam, and then what they how they're not treated the like this. to the full extent like how people should be that you know serve the military oh yeah because you know, yeah, yeah. there's like veterans that are homeless and oh, shit totally, you know what yeah. i'm saying totally. so i i like the character they illustrated with that but the point i was trying to make is that in that movie mm-hmm. is that there there's there's hella funny scenes but yeah. it's fucked up too yeah but there's oh. hella scenes that the ogs yeah. they they came up on hella money because <laughs> like back then they wouldn't pay for like services and goods through cash they use it through gold okay. so basically the gold they 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 hit it. They dug. They dig. They dug a hole in some random place in Vietnam. They left it there. Twenty years later, they're OGs now, veterans. They're like, yeah. we gotta go back to get that shit. Oh, so shit. they go back, yeah. and the movie's about them going back to oh, go get it. Shit. It is fucking hella funny that and sounds, it's hella dope. Yeah. But um, there's fucking landmines, and some of the characters get affected by that shit. Oh damn. So that's why it's it's definitely Still worth watching. Still today, there's landmines, huh? That's wow. crazy, and that's that's fucked up. You know, you could be a kid. <laughs> Just living there in the fucking. I'm I'm pretty yeah. sure there's already cases. Well, of that that's shit. that's why rent's three hundred dollars, <laughs> and that's why rent is three hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, man. But uh, yeah, bro. So uh, just to unpack some things because I know we're definitely going hello off subject right now. No, it's all um, good. But so basically, through the low key facts podcast, it's about basically someone having an impression of something, and then when we educate them, they're like, oh shit, that's low key facts. Like, mm. I didn't know that. Mm. So that's why someone might have an impression of who you are uh-huh. or what you do, and the purpose of me interviewing is to kind of get a better understanding of like what you do so what would you tell a person like what you do and how you do it oh man um it depends on the day (laughs) yeah he's like if i'm in a good mood (laughs) if i'm feeling it or not no it's not even that i just do so many different things yeah you diversified the portfolio for sure i said that a lot on the podcast where like i really uh i really uh what's that word um i'm very fond of folks that like know how to diversify that in the sense of like building multiple skills yeah uh and building those skills enough to profit off of them uh, cause like, mm-hmm. that's why I, it caught my attention when I was going through your shit and I felt like it was necessary to bring you down mm-hmm. cause I got creative and entrepreneur so much in that oh, shit. Oh damn. Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't know if you see that within yourself or what would you, how would you? I think, I think that, yeah, no, nah, totally. I mean, I think that's like the best way to describe myself, a Hell balance yeah. between the two. Yeah. And it's a, it's a hard balance. <laughs> you know, it people is. can't do that. Like I get yeah. hella operational <laughs> and when I get creative, I'm like. I can't get in that element unless I'm really, really in that element. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, the thing is, like, it, it seems at least that a lot of people either drift, like, to one side or the other. Yeah. Um, And maybe it's hard to, like, balance. I think, but it's not hard to I think to it's something you two. can obtain, though. It's something I, I totally that can be obtained. Totally. Totally, for sure. And I've I've always kind of been that way. Like, I've always been, like, very creative um, growing up. And, and I was just, like, very creative kid and like all like did a lot of art shit and mm-hmm. uh and and then like i don't know somewhere well and then like i guess maybe i got my first job when i was like 12 or 13 easy yeah like okay. washing dishes and shit okay and like so i guess the experience of being like 12 or 13 and like getting i mean i was paying another table obviously yeah you still get money though yeah but like i was like 13 or whatever and like <laughs> technically ha- illegal but yeah yeah okay yeah, <laughs> no, yeah it's all good nothing. though yeah because we do the same shit you know what i'm you saying know, we, <laughs> we all making money for a living somehow yeah. way shape or form but tax-free tax-free um, no 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 no, no. <laughs> not anymore no, i'm saying back taxes, then though. i'm saying back then <laughs> <laughs> no i hear you though uh but yeah and then like i don't know so maybe that was like my first exposure to like um the power of like making your own money. Yeah. You know, cause I'm like 13 and I got like a few hundred dollars or whatever in my like mm. sock drawer. Hell yeah. And then I would like spend it on like Pokemon cards. Pokemon <laughs> cards and shit. Yeah, you know, like video games. 
So, uh, see, I, I, before I ask you the question about Pokemon cards, because I do want to get into that, what, what, what I want to ask you, because you, you said that creativity was something that was already like ingrained yeah. in you and eventually just keep growing and growing. Mm -hmm. What was the first thing that you felt you got creative with? When I was in maybe first grade, I used to make um, books about like monsters. Oh, easy. Yeah, like I little, like your own storyline type yeah, shit. Yeah, That's yeah. That's fire. I would like write stories about um, like Frankenstein's and like werewolves and like ghosts and things of that nature. And I would write the stories in each page. I would like illustrate it as well. Dude, that's fucking sick. Yeah. And I recently found one a few years ago. It was, it was hella funny. Um, but yeah, so that was like I would draw, like I would just draw monsters like gargoyles and like you know, just Ooh, little creatures, the gargoyles, shit like that. You yeah. don't know about the gargoyles though. Did yeah, you ever watch the show Gargoyles? Yeah, yeah, the Disney one. Yeah, of course, yeah. Fuck gargoyles, man. Yeah. That's just sick. Yeah, the fact that you even named that character like, <laughs> threw me off right now. <laughs> Classic. That's fire. But that was probably like the first my 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 earliest memory of just like kind of because because it's one thing to like be in art class yeah and then you learn like color schemes or you learn like complementary colors and then you have to do a design involving the colors and you learn yeah, like yeah. the basics and the fundamentals mm -hmm. but it's another thing to like just just come from take nothing from scratch and then create something yeah you know what i mean like innovate some shit like what that dude henry does over there oh yeah that's definitely innovative like what he do is like getting something boom 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 and like all right let's make it into this shit all right Yep. sell that shit that's like, <laughs> like that's definitely creative that's shit. creativity like yeah. like art class and stuff like like doing stuff like that is artistic but that's creativity i think there's a certain aspect of like creativity that's like good for your brain like I don't, I don't know i don't know the science of shit but i'm just feeling like when i do art or when i see other <clears> people do art it does something to them where like it, it makes them smarter in a certain way it's it's the most important thing in my opinion because mm. If you think about what creativity really is, it's not just about art, right? Like what you're doing here is creative. Mm. What Steve Jobs did with Apple is creative. Yeah. What mm. the owner and the creators of Target are doing and have done yeah. is creative. Mm. Jeff Bezos created Amazon. It was a creative solution mm -hmm. to a problem that no one even knew existed. Yeah. So whether or not you look at Je Jeff Bezos as an artist, mm -hmm. you're not you're not gonna probably look at him at him as an artist. Yeah. But what he did was creative. He yeah. created something. Mm -hmm. And so, like, in my personal opinion, creativity is the most per uh, important thing in the world mm -hmm. because it it was is what we use to continue to push it forward. Whether to it's evolutionize a, the human race. That's it. Like creativity, shit, bro. Look at twenty years ago how shit looked. Look how far we've come exactly. in 20 years. Exactly. And then look at 100 years and 1,000 and so on and so forth. Somebody creating a wheel was creative. Literally, yeah. the word, you know what I mean? Like making fire, creative. Yeah. So I think creativity is like, I, I hold that shit hella sacred. Yeah. Hella sacred. I think as a, as a someone that, like, like as creators like us, we kind of have to see it that way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like a religion. Mm hmm you just wake up like, all right, how am I going to yeah, do this today? Well, yeah. Or, yeah, I guess, uh, yeah, maybe. It's just like a way of life, you know? It's just like, it's like in you. I don't know, maybe. No, nah, it is. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm fucking everything you're saying. I, I agree with it because I feel like I approach the day like, okay, how can I conquer Emlyn today? Yeah. And how can I really push it forward? Even if it's just like a, cl a small percent closer to my goal, mm -hmm. it's still forward. Totally. You know what I'm saying? So like, how do you approach the day? Like, you feel like is your day built around all the creativity you're doing or you got other responsibilities that you're balancing as well? Uh, That's, again, like one of those things. It depends on the day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I've yeah. gone so through so many different things. Like, for the past couple of weeks, um, we've been getting out and getting up and working out at, like, 8 a.m. every mm -hmm. day, mm -hmm. which, like, it's cool. Personally, oh, yeah. I prefer to work out in the afternoon. Yeah. But it's whatever. It's like, I try out different shit and try mm -hmm. out different um schedules but yeah. recently that, that's what i've been doing and then dude yeah i mean it's like like yeah it's it depends on the day um i do need to get better at, at like structuring my day and like yeah waking because like sometimes when you when you you have like a to-do list or you have a goal for the day i know you could be more productive for and, sure and i'm always looking for ways to be more productive so i should i should work on that boom i got you right here i'll put you on where's okay. my phone oh my phone's over there god damn it you use All the right. reminders so, app or what there's this app called uh to do to do yeah I, I might got a mistake but it's microsoft microsoft bought out wonderless which was another platform i uh -huh. was using uh -huh. and then eventually they made it into uh integrated with uh hotmail <coughs> excuse me 
excuse me, Microsoft but, to do this one. Yeah, that one. All so right. get that one. That that shit is probably the best one I've ever had out of all of them. All right. So what I like about it is that like I always pull up my browser uh, on my computer because I'd be on my shit here and then yeah. I have it on my computer. So uh, oh. normally like for me like what I do is that when I wake up. I, I like to work out in the mornings and shit, too. I'll literally wake up and put everything, bro. I'm talking about everything I'm doing that day. I'm talking about eat, shower, smoke weed, hang out this, do this, <laughs> yeah. buy this, blah, 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 boom. Yeah. And basically, uh, I write that in the very beginning of my day. Mm-hmm. And then as I'm progressively adding, I'm just knocking it down. And what I like about it is that it shows you what, you do, what you've done, mm. like the time and shit. And then it's just like, I don't know, bro. Like, you're right. When you write it down, I'm the type of person, if you write some shit down, Cause you know when it comes to our brains, bro. I feel like our brains are smarter than us. We only use fourteen percent of our shit. Mm-hmm. I've heard ten. I heard eleven. I heard fourteen. Whatever percent it is. But I feel like you know sometimes we have so many things that are, are bouncing around in our head, like from our thoughts, our creative ideas, to our stress, our memories, right. like so much shit. So when someone's like, "Oh, I got this idea, bro. I'm gonna do this, boom, boom, boom," all that, I'm like, "Bro, write that shit down. Like, yeah. write it down. Because right. I, I can't stress enough how <laughs> sometimes like shit don't even play out the same way you thought it yeah. initially because you're you're over here bouncing ideas in your it head. It doesn't. <laughs> and it don't. You know what I'm saying? Like, I write that shit down. I got notebooks yeah. full of shit that I write out. Even if I don't even have to touch it again, it's just good exercise for your brain. That's true. I feel like. Yeah. Personally. Not for sure. I need to do the science on this shit, but. <laughs> hey, if it works, it works, dude. That's yeah. your fucking science right there. That's your. But uh, to do, though. Definitely a good one. I'd yeah. recommend that shit. Yeah, I already downloaded it. I'm going to check this shit out for sure. Um. So, yeah, bro. So, I guess another question I have for you is that, like, uh, so moving into... Oh, wait. Actually, no. I'm not, that's going too fast. Pokemon. Pokemon. I got to unpack this shit because yeah. uh, my brother just put me on... Like I told you off camera last time that my brother was putting me on the sports cards. And I'm starting to learn more about the, the market with the sports cards and shit. Right. But I didn't even know about the Pokemon market. Pokemon market. I've never been a Pokemon head like that. I fucked with the Pokemon movie. Yeah. I fuck with Mewtwo. You know what I'm saying? Fuck with those little characters. I always fuck with Pokemon because he's just, I mean, Pikachu because he's the main one. Right. Uh, That's like the LeBron James for NBA and shit for for, (laughs) for Pokemon. Um, So uh, obviously you mentioned to me that that was like already something you were into. Mm -hmm. So at what point did you realize it was actually something that was like business related that you can make money off of it? The The Pokemon market really took off this year really yes yeah, so it's fresh quarantine. no i mean it's not it's not fresh it's not yeah. fresh it's been around okay. it's been around for for a while okay uh it's been a thing but like as far as it being like what it is currently it uh, wasn't until this year like as gotcha. far as the potential you know just like the crazy numbers and shit with it like the sneakers like how the sneakers was already yeah. relevant they already had those same pairs of shoes selling like for low margins and then eventually started getting crazy like yeah 500 it just, 600 exactly and that's where it's at now mm. so yeah. So what's a good Pokemon card? What's a good Pokemon card? Yeah. There's a lot. <laughs> He's like, um, Charmander. Oh, man, I should have brought some. You should have told me I would have uh, brought them. I got them in the other room. Shit, bro. We'll get them later. Yeah, it's all um, good. Like, 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 uh, all right. Fuck. What's a good Pokemon <laughs> card? That's such a good I, I mean, the reason, Charizard. Any Charizard. Charizard. Any Charizard. So is that like what? Is that like a, so you got to, okay. so the reason I'm, I'm going to ask you, like, I really genuinely don't know this shit. Yeah, so I'm no. asking it so for the audience, they want to know and they yeah. want to maybe start getting into it. Uh-huh. Um, is Charizard like a, a one specific like character or is that like a species of multiple, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> nah. Like, how does it work? So Char- Charizard <laughs> is a character. He's okay. the final evolution of Charmander. Okay. One of the original I Charmanders. Yeah. Yep, I know Charmander. Right. Charmander. Gen 1. Yep. The, you had the, the, you had Pikachu. Uh, Bulbasaur, Squirtle, Charmander. Okay. Charmander evolves into Charmeleon. Mm. Charmeleon evolves into Charizard. Damn. He's the final evolution, and he's like the most badass. Really? He's like he's like a he's a dragon, uh-huh. and he breathes fire. Mm-hmm. So he's just fucking way more savage than any other Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And like, and his card was like the most powerful back in the day. So like mm. everyone wanted it, and he was like one of the I. Th- I I believe that the Charizards were printed. They're more scarce. They had a lower print run mm. than any other card, which makes which creates value too because they're more scarce. Um, but yeah, like and then and then over the history of you know Pokemon cards, um, every few sets or so, you know the ch- different Charizards come out. Mm-hmm. And uh, but for like the general rule is that like a Charizard is is not every Charizard's worth hella money, yeah. but like a fucking specific one of the evolution. Can yeah. be worth more than the other. Yeah, like just like there's different Charizards and they're all like that's, okay. that's where the money. Now I'm getting right. a little sense of direction now. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, with the with the uh, so 
is the OG card the one that gets the more love, or is it the the more of the the evolutionized modern uh, version of it? Depends. So like like how you said, like there's different evolutions of it, right? Yeah. So is it like the latest one that probably is gonna be worth more, or is it the one that started it all? As far as value goes, what's yeah. worth more? It totally depends. It depends on condition, and it depends on the the, the, the specific card. Okay. So like for example. Um, you would think like the most OG one would be the most valuable. In most cases, yeah. that is true. Mm -hmm. But like, for example, there's a shiny Charizard that came out in I'm 2018, yeah, maybe yeah. 2016 to 2018. It's um, from uh, Hidden Fates. And, uh, and it's fucking, it's like, Dude, I think it's going for like a thousand right now in Damn. a PSA tent, like in like a mint condition. Okay, you know what I mean. Um, and like raw, like if I just had the card not yeah. graded, um, uh, which I do have and one. Those ones get graded too, Pokemon cards. Yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. Oh shit. Oh yeah. Same that. PSA. Yeah. Same people that grade like same companies yeah. make the cards too, or is yeah. it different companies that makes the cards? Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. 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 Because so, you know how they have brands for like the sports cards. I don't know if that's right. How it like works. tops and shit. Like yeah, that. Yeah. 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 No. So like there's um. There's a grading agency. It's called PSA. Okay. And uh, yeah, I remember my brother was talking about that one. Yeah, and you like submit your cards. It's like PSA then, one through ten or some shit like that. Yeah, like, you, how they grade them. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. I so like now. one is like the worst possible grade. Ten is yep. the best possible grade. Okay. And there's like a couple others like BGS and now, now CGC. I collect comics too. Comics you okay. get graded by CGC. And they started doing cards again, uh, or now. But um, uh, so to the back to the shiny Zard, like I could. Like right now, if you have it raw, I could probably sell. You could probably sell it for seven hundred. Mm. I have one. I bought it for fifty dollars mm. off of someone on Offer Up. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. got lucky. Yeah, yeah. Because otherwise, like, so you could have pulled it from the pack. I didn't pull it from the pack. Mm. If you did, that would have been sick. Some people still <laughs> pull. They still got hidden fates decks out there. People or uh, not decks, boosters, but um, mm. in, in boxes and shit, people are pulling them. But uh, anyway, to answer your question, like that specific Charizard is valuable because it was like the first Charizard in a Pokemon set. Cause every mm. year they release new sets. I got you. Kind of like, you know, um, sports cars. It makes sense. And that was the first time in like six years or so that they had uh, Charizard in a set. And like, it wasn't even hella expensive until again this year. Yeah. And then it just that, I don't know, the dude sold it to me for 50 bucks and I was like, all right. <laughs> and now like, dude, now it's just, I can sell it right now raw for like six seven hundred bucks i'm gonna get it graded hell yeah hopefully be able to sell for a thousand but i'm gonna hold on to it for, you know hell yeah but then the old one like the vintage ones like the original charizards the base set ones are always gonna be worth a few hundred to thousands you know what i mean i mean the most expensive card you could get would be a first edition base set charizard base set was the first set of american pokemon cards mm. um and so that char so just think about like the most possible OG Charizard, mm -hmm. but then first edition, mm -hmm. which means it's like first edition. It came out, yeah. you know, they got they, it dropped earlier. It's more scarce. Mm -hmm. That that thing, a first edition Char uh, Charizard, it graded in a PSA ten is right now. I think last it was like up to seventy thousand dollars. Yeah, that's crazy, bro. And just for like a fucking piece of card with yeah. a picture on it. But it, at, but at the end of the day, part of that culture, it's like very value totally. valuable. Totally. That's crazy. I mean, dude, some people are paying seventy thousand dollars for it. <laughs> I, I yeah, bro. <laughs> I'm definitely gonna add that to my collection. Uh, we're gonna talk about that into into details because I need to I need to play that game as well. Yeah. Um, what's a good what's a good card that you would recommend someone to start with that they want to get in the game? For what purpose? For, uh, like, if they want to get a Pokemon card and they want to start flipping them, like, legitimately just to flip them, uh, what would be a good card you'd recommend for them? Um, well, the reason I ask for what purpose is because if you were talking about for collecting, because, yeah. like, I also collect, you know what okay. I mean? For me, it's not just only about the money. Yeah. Like, I love, like, opening packs and mm -hmm. pulling out cards and shit, or I love looking at them or having them. Yeah. So if you're a collector, the the rule of thumb is always collect what you love. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Don't be some, because you don't want to get caught up on what's the most expensive, this, that, and the third. Yeah. Just collect what you like. Yeah. Collect your favorite characters, or you want to collect the full set, collect the full set, whatever. Yeah. But if you're talking about flipping mm -hmm. now, um, if you're talking about flipping, you know, what you could do is you could go on eBay mm -hmm. and look for, um, you'd probably want to look for raw cards mm. in the best possible shape, find them, pay, pay what, you know, pay whatever price and then get them, send them in and get graded. And if they get a good grade, like if you get like nines and tens, mm -hmm. um, tens are really hard to get, but it's possible. Mm -hmm. Then your car that you maybe paid 50 bucks for could be worth like 250 now. Oh, that's pretty smooth. You know, that's a pretty good. 
that's pretty good layout, honestly. That's that's probably like the most accessible way to, to go about it, unless yeah. you're gonna go local or like do what I do is, which is like try to find full collections and just buy them out. And how do how do you how do you find full collections? Man, that's the that's. He's the like, soft, I can't bro. give you too yeah. much. I can't give you too. Yeah. Much. I'm assume that you you know find the local spots that are like low key. And Craigslist. Maybe they collect them. Oh, Craigslist. Craigslist, of course. Word of mouth in Craigslist for the most part. Mm. Yeah, like the recent collection, I went, I drove down to Fresno to buy it, and it was like, Damn. yeah, it was like ten thousand plus cards, like a bunch of sealed stuff. Hello, like oh, he just sold it. Like oh, I got all these. Like you want them? Type yeah, shit? yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. <laughs> There's a lot of people that got like shit just chilling in their attic. Oh yeah, they just chilling on a thousand ten thousand dollar card bro there's definitely <laughs> oh, there's, there's definitely some people out there chilling with a first edition charizard somewhere just in their house just just a seventy thousand dollar card <laughs> just, fucking laying just there. sitting somewhere in a fucking box man that's hella true because i i mean i feel like uh like my brother he was collecting football cards mm-hmm. from when he was a kid like my, my brother was born in 84 so like from 84 to like 1994 before i was born he was buying cards, mm. and then he just had them, and they've been chilling at the house for hell along. And then eventually, I kind of uh, looked through them, and I picked some of the ones I like because I'm a Niners fan. Go Niners! And yep. uh, you know what I'm saying? I fucking got a, got a Jerry Rice, got oh, a, got fucking Joe Montana, all these like all the goats and shit. Yeah, I never looked at the value of the card. I haven't yet to this day. Oh, damn. but they're on my wall in my room. Oh you yeah, know what I'm saying you should but check them out. I'm definitely gonna check that out. I don't now know. That we're having this conversation. I'm yeah. over oh, having oh, eye opening moment and shit. Exactly. <laughs> So, uh, all right, we definitely unpacked some shit for the viewers. For the ones that are trying to get into the Pokemon game, I'm definitely interested now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I might tap in. Um, so, uh, more in regards of, like, your, your rap journey and your your artist journey and basically, like, the things that you <clears throat> accomplish and are trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that caught my attention was, like, the freestyles. Oh, yeah. Like, I fucking love the, the archive thing that you have where, that- like, you something out the archives and even the stories that you mentioned where you said that, uh, you met Isaiah Rashad, and uh, you he was like, "Oh, uh, send me some beats or yeah. whatever," and then you sent him over some stuff, and he ghosted you. Yeah. So like, uh, tell me a little bit more about that situation. That like, specific situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, because uh, Isaiah Rashad, for the ones that don't know, is an artist on Top Dog Entertainment, and he's pretty popping. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I was just at a donut shop, and uh, I was living in L.A. at the time, and I was just at a donut shop downtown. Okay. And I was like. And this one was in front of me in line. Yeah. And I was like, I, I think at the that's donut shop. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was like, and so I just introduced myself and I was like, hey, man, like, you know, I, yeah. I like your work. X, you know, to named a couple songs or whatever. And yeah. then, um, and then he was, oh, yeah, we started chopping it up. And I was like, told him I produce. He's like, yeah, send me some beats. I'm recording something right now. And he gave me an email. So, mm-hmm. like, I went home and, like, spent, like, three days just, like, <laughs> making all the beats and shit. shit. Yeah, trying to, Hell like, yeah. make the best beats. And I sent him and then just, like, never heard back. I was, like, not. I wasn't like, you know, I don't know. I was like, yeah, I might not ever hear back. Yeah, yeah. But, but in that moment, though, you're hella optimistic. Yeah, you're I mean, like, you got to take... You encounter someone, it's like opportunity, you know You got to take advantage of every opportunity. Period. No matter what. Like, you got to give it your full effort. And if it doesn't amount to something, you can't be discouraged. Because, like, there's hella people, like, even myself at times, you, 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 try, you try your best at something and you fail. And you can be like, oh, man, like... You could be hella discouraged yeah. and be like, fuck that, I'm never gonna try again. But like, nah, bro, like that's not that's not it. Like that's not the way yeah. you gotta struggle through it and, and Definitely. You, you gotta you gotta give it your all no matter what. Always, so anyway, man. that's all <laughs> in, bro, for sure. Uh there's something the quote to kind of piggyback that is the only real failure in life is the failure to try. You know what I'm saying? Some people quit on their minds before they quit in physical form. Like this is true. They're, they're already just thinking about it in their heads of how it's gonna mount. Like a situation like that, for example, could be like, "Oh, I'm never doing this shit again." Type right, shit. Right, right. For someone that may be like in a, uh, he, I just he never no he never emailed me back, and that was it. So damn, but Isaiah Rashad, man, that would you gotta be, tap in, bro. I'm gonna listen. I I need to listen though and make sure like you know next album if I hear my beat or something. <laughs> Hell yeah, he gotta he gotta make sure he hear that one. But uh, you know, shout out to Isaiah Rashad, and I like how you approached it as a fan. Like, yeah, 100%. you approach it as a fan, like, cause that's how I am. You know, when I approach people with this type of stuff, I come at them as like a fan. I yeah. see your shit, I look at it, I'm like, I'm inspired by it. Yeah, and, exactly. You know, we're able to kind of like build off of that. Definitely. That's what's up, bro. Um, so back to the archives and the freestyles, like, so, um, like, how did you feel comfortable enough to just like put out content of you rapping and freestyling? Because I feel like a lot of ra- rappers don't put out visuals of them rapping because it's more like production mm. and as opposed to like that i feel like that's more like documentation yeah you're, you're creating and you're like on the flow on the go you're not really worried about all the views and all that 
you're more just want to show the art you know what i'm saying yeah uh i mean i just wanted to like um have some sort of content to put out like yeah. on a regular basis um and that was just an i oh and the, i mean the idea came the reason why it's called archives is because like i have hella beats in my dropbox mm. the archives where it's like i can't use them because of samples or yeah. i lost the files or whatever yeah and yeah. um so I was like, damn, I might as well put these these to use. Hell yeah. And so I was like, all right, let me just write a quick verse to it and then let's film it. And yeah, so that's kind of where the, the idea came from. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's like definitely much more performance based. Like you got to get it right all the way through. You can't yeah. punch in on a yeah. on a freestyle like that. Oh, oh it's be, not a freestyle, but go ahead. Yeah, some of them, you know, they're just pre-recorded tracks, right? So some, um, some of them are pre-recorded tracks or how does that work? Uh, no, they're not pre-recorded. None of them are pre-recorded tracks. Okay. Every week I just pick a new beat and I just write a verse throughout the week and uh. then and then I just perform it. Um, but so it's not it's it's definitely like pre it's like premeditated mm. um but i don't i don't write like i haven't written anything down for like oh, many years oh um yeah like that's the one thing i like i love this topic because like they all you know there was that whole period in in rap where like yeah. fools would come to the studio and they'd like they'd spit a verse to a beat and yeah. they'd call it like a freestyle and oh, all this shit yeah yeah and like no, most this is a good conversation fools right were yeah, yeah, really yeah. freestyling yeah so but like it just became called that so then it is what it is yeah and then people talk about oh Lil Wayne freestyles or Jay Z freestyles everything and it's like no they don't freestyle everything because I write music the same way that Lil Wayne and Jay-Z writes music, which is that I don't and they don't, from my understanding, um, take a pen and a pad or a phone and a notepad and write down the lines and then recite it on the mic. It's you listen to the beat and you come up with it in here and you just I construct the verses mm -hmm. in my head. Yeah. And then I do that. And then when I got them down i record it for me it helps because mm. i found that writing music or writing lyrics should i say um it, it's like it, it 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 doesn't allow the flow uh, of the energy you know what lock. i mean it's like you gotta stop here and then like oh, oh hold on hold on oh i thought of something but hold on let me write it down and i'm like nah like for me it's like 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 the words like fitting and syllables fitting into like certain lines and shit like that it's like it's like solving it like a like a like a rubik's cube in my brain yeah you yeah, know what yeah, i mean yeah. and then i have a good memory too so it's easy for me to remember what did i say on that one? and then you just get, it's muscle memory yeah and then you just and then i just get comfortable with them all right i'm ready let's go yeah instead of fucking just writing it down and then trying to read it and then trying to, okay oh no what did i say what did i say oh you mm. know what i mean like fuck that yeah no nah, i think no nah, no nah, that's real though because i feel like you know i've been a big fan of hip-hop since i was a little kid and every single artist that I, you know, f became a fan of, I would really go into debt and like how they got into that creative element, like what yeah. would they do? And you know, I, I did hear that same thing about Lil Wayne and Jay Z freestyle, yeah. and the definition of freestyle has definitely changed exactly. over the years because even Thizzler does like these freestyle things, but they're all pre-recorded tracks and they just mesh them together and it becomes a mix and then yeah. it's a freestyle cipher. Yeah. But it's really like not the same thing that you're explaining. Yeah, like you can't just hop in the booth and just actually go. Yeah. but if you can go you probably going to create the most authentic shit because you're like in that element. Yeah, exactly. That's like real. like if you're going to freestyle like bro, like freestyling is like like that's how I started with rap was like in high school like actually freestyling. Like we'd be at lunch and then like someone would come and just like start, start beatboxing, beatboxing and shit or smacking on the drums yeah, and yeah, or on yeah, the yeah. table and then really freestyling like just making shit up. Yeah. And like that's a that's a dope exercise. Like that shit's fun. Um, but like, I would never like try to make a song out of it. Like I have, I <laughs> yeah, have, yeah, I yeah. have in the past, but like, that's a real freestyle and that shit's fun and that shit's cool as, as fuck. But like, it's not, you're not going to get as like, you might not get like the crazy quotable bars or, you yeah. know what I mean? Oh shit. Like, but you yeah. might get some fun shit and it's nah, more about the experience. Get, you'll get, you'll get the vibe. You'll get that element. Yeah. Like, I'll feel what you feel in that moment. You right. know what I'm saying? That's what I love about music is that music it will give you that connection, you know what I'm saying? Like, for for listeners, like, if you find some shit that really gets your rhythm going, you like, fuck, bro, this shit low-key jamming right now, you know what yeah. I mean? But, like, there's certain songs that you could tell, like, for, you know, for amateur art, uh, artists and people that are still coming up, you could definitely tell their flow is, like, written. Yeah. Like, I, you know, now, now that you're explaining to me, like, I can see it more now that I, like, reflect on the music I listen right. to. Right, Like, I can see who's actually flowing off of something that they're in their element with or something yeah. that they're written with. Yeah, bro, if you want to see some, like, the crazy, like, I'm trying to think of the craziest. I, there's some dope-ass freestyles out there, but, like, the man, if you want to see some sick-ass freestyles, go watch, uh, type in um, Eminem 
uh, fuck, what was it called? Summer, not Summer Jam, oh, Scribble Jam. Eminem. The the Eminem, like he was before anyone knew who he was, and he was in a, a freestyle um, rap battle. You know what I mean? I think I remember. Yeah, he used that to do rap shit. battles. I mean, Eight Mile. They showed a little bit of it, but no, the, but like the, the real, real shit, there's footage of was, the real he ones. He had like weird hair, didn't he? Nah, he had like a square box. Nah, he's wearing a Nike hat. Oh shit! And yeah. he's just and he's just like and he's just going like like because then you gotta come up with on the spot, but then he, you could tell like he's got like a few bars in his inventory. Mm-hmm. You got some in, in the inventory, and then like you hit him with it, and then but then like you gotta come up with shit on the spot too. Yeah. Or idea, fuck. They're like, yeah, we could we could watch them. I got some. <laughs> free, I love I love watching people are, like really freestyle. We should probably do some like reaction videos to like hip hop shit. That'd, That'd be, be pretty sick. dope. Some ideas. You see, you heard it here, folks. Um. <laughs> And uh, so, yeah, man, I guess the last thing I want to uh, talk about just to kind of like emphasize on, you know, because a lot of the brand stuff and the culture stuff I highlight is mainly San Jose, uh-huh. mainly Silicon Valley. I do highlight other artists globally, like not just in San Jose, like yeah. Australia, Puerto Rico, uh, New York, whatever. Like I'll write blogs and shit like I, I do like, oh, yeah. a lot of content highlighting the culture, period. But at the end of the day, uh-huh. our home is Silicon, San Jose. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so growing up out here, uh, how do you feel like? How how has the culture changed since the beginning of time till now? I don't, oh well, I wasn't here at the beginning of time. Really? <laughs> where, so so yeah. where, you said you did mention that you were living in LA. Yeah. Were you living there the whole time, or were you just no. there at a time period? No, no, no. My bad. I meant like beginning of time, like like like. Oh, you talking about like seventeen seventy seven? No, no, no. Established in seventeen seventy seven. No, no, like no. I, I mean, like you know, when you was yeah. growing up and shit, um, like your time period living in. I mean, shit, dude. I don't know. I mean. What, like how is the culture change or how is the city yeah, change? Yeah, I mean, in the sense of like the the music scene, in the sense of like the uh, art community, local colors, like yeah. all these things that are coming up in our community that now shed light on the culture. Mm. Um, because you are a part of the culture, whether you admit it or not. You're a rapper. <laughs> yeah. You make clothing. There's so many things that put you in this category. Definitely. Um. I don't know. I'll be honest. I spent so much time trying to get out of here. Hell yeah. <laughs> I spent mm-hmm. so much time trying to get out of here because like at the beginning. Like we used to have a, there used to be a venue in Santa Clara called, mm. oh man, I don't even remember what that shit was called. Someone, someone, or a lounge maybe or something like that. Taste? Nah, not taste. Is it a club? Yeah, it was like a club, like mm-hmm. where they, where they would, it was a venue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. the only venue that we had out here at the time because we don't have a venue. Yeah. In San Jose. Yeah, yeah. You either go to Santa Cruz at the Catalyst or you go up to... Oh, you're talking o- about like hip-hop I'm related. Ta- anything. Yeah, whether like you're for at- performance arts? Is that what you're saying? Or? No, for concerts. Oh, okay. What, what I'm saying is... Mm. What I'm saying is... Okay, look. If... Like, name an artist. Uh, I don't that's, know. That's, that's known. Cuddy Banks. Okay. No, mm. no, I'm saying I'm saying name an artist like... like like nationally, yeah, like yeah. Okay, uh, fucking Taylor Swift. Okay, well that's too fucking big, bro. <laughs> <He's so laughs> too big. All right, let me do this. this size. All right, go, go. Because because if Taylor Smith, is <laughs> Taylor, what's it, what's her name? Taylor Swift. Swift. Taylor Swift yeah, comes yeah. through. She's gonna perform at the Sap Center. Yeah, all Saratoga so, and Cupertino finna be there. Okay, okay, yeah, like 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 some Roach Gigs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. or or like Megan the Stallion. Let's just okay. say, for example, she she's bobbing. That's why I can't. Bop. I can't. I was hoping you would help me figure out like the perfect right, example. Right. Let's, let's slow it down. But like, let's, how about okay? Uh, Action Bronson, bro. We know you know who Action Bronson is. I know. I don't know, but let's go. You don't know. All right, all right. Ahead. Like someone who's like someone who's on the like, rise. No, he's already been. That's why he's okay. he's been Larry June, Dom Kennedy type. Okay, shit. Dom Kennedy. Okay, we'll just say Dom Kennedy. Dom Kennedy. All right, you, so, y'all know. We'll just say we'll just say like um, Dom Kennedy like. If he came, if he was on a tour, yeah, where would he perform? Probably like the Catalyst, He'd like you mentioned, the Catalyst. Catalyst. Probably uh, the Slims. Re, was it Regency? Uh, Regency in Oakland. Regency uh, Complex in Oakland. There's another one in SF. Regency Bowl. Or or re, oh, Regency uh, Bar. There you I go. Know. That one. Some shit. Yeah. 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 Slims or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I like. Like Gez, I seen him at the Cal, Pal- not the damn Cal Palace, Bill Graham or whatever. Yeah, yeah. At yeah. Kid Cudi, that was a sick show. Um, damn, but uh, like a good one right but there. but where would they perform out here? Nowhere. Yeah, there's nothing in San Jose specifically. No- yeah, yeah. I feel like Sap Center is the only platform for, but like you said, big mainstream like yeah. Osuna or like fucking. Like I saw like you know, Childish Mark Gambino Anthony. there. Yeah, you know you'll yeah. probably see some someone that's really on that level. But I agree with you on that aspect because I feel like San Jose isn't embracing the culture. You know mm. what I mean? Like I feel like it's always been well, that. Well, it's it's not that it's not that. Mm. It's that 
they made it intentionally hard for that night type of nightlife to exist in San Jose because mm. there was a lot of violence that surrounded it. Mm. And this is my understanding from what I was told by individuals like Ray Resurrection, who's, mm. you know, the older homie. Yeah, yeah. I just talked to him on Instagram recently. <clears throat> That's the big homie. He, mm. he, he, um, he told me all this shit. Mm. He, he explained this to me this way mm. that because of all the violence that was, I mean, there was a, there was a time where you would go on world star and you would see like five videos, like in San Jose, like crazy shit. Yeah, yeah. Some, I remember some chick got like put like a, her heel through somebody's face or whatever. What you know, some crazy fuck? shit. Yeah. Damn, like she was at a knife on the bottom <laughs> of her heel or some shit. Yeah. No, it just, I don't know what happened. And, and like just crazy, a lot of violence, a yeah, lot yeah, of shit. Yeah, yeah. And they were trying to clean up the whole, they were trying to clean up the whole presentation of uh, San Jose nightlife um, to more accommodate the tech, the tech world. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Hence, San Pedro Square, yeah. things like that. So they, I definitely agree with that, right? So they started to implement shit like that, and then they made it extremely hard. And the way that they did this, they created like, from what I understand, they created a nightlife task force. They made it really difficult to um, get liquor licenses. They made it really expensive to get liquor licenses. Hell, expensive. And, yeah, hell. And they intentionally, I mean, it's not like that everywhere. They, yeah, it's they, definitely not. They Out did, here though, for they sure. They did that here to kind of shut down these places that were uh, attracting. Um, crowds that were, you know, viable to have violence at the end of Music in the Park, right? That dude got yeah. stabbed and shit at I McDonald's. That. Like, yep. they just shut everything down that that would, unfort- you know what I mean? Like, and so and so that's wh- that's why. So I don't mm. know if it's because they don't want it or they don't want to invest in the culture. I'm sure they would love to have music yeah. out here, but. But you can see how that could be perceived as like systemic oppression, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like a majority of those crowds are what? Minorities. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? So majority of the people that are ingrained from that culture don't even get a chance Mm -hmm. to position themselves to get looked at Mm -hmm. by those same platforms, which I understand, though. You know, obviously, we don't want no violence. We don't condone any of those things of that nature because we want San Jose a place that everyone comes to. You know what I mean? Like San Jose, I feel like, has built a name for itself over these years that you got people here that they're claiming from there from San Jose. I was just talking to Jabari Carr. Uh, He's uh, he's a play at San Jose Mm -hmm. State. And um, he was talking about he's like, man, I remember when we were in high school, everyone was trying to be from Oakland, like all the high movement, you know, all from Oakland, man, from town, blah, blah, blah. And then now it's backwards like people are like from oakland they're like oh i'm from san jose like oh you from san jose like san jose is like getting talked about differently yeah. now you know what i mean so it's low-key like it's popping out here it, it, it's like but it, the culture man well no but what i was saying was like that was what like at that like there used to be that venue so yeah, so yeah. when i first like kind of started to do music like that was still there and and we like i would i think i would like open up for like roach gigs like like hey. we opened up for roach gigs or whatever yeah. like or or like artists like that mm-hmm. you know what i mean no one gave a fuck about us of course yeah, yeah, yeah. but we would do it and then then that went away and then it was like do like little local shows here and there yeah. or whatever but like but then when everything really was the internet changed everything yeah. obviously to the point where it's like bro we could do this we're doing this yeah, you're you recording on your phones yeah shit. and then we put this on the internet and so so now it became a level playing field for yeah. everybody san jose included kentucky fucking arkansas for that alaska you yeah can be anywhere and it's yeah, even playing true. field you so, got rappers in every fucking country you know what state. i mean so now it's about so now it's about like your it's just about you yeah. it's about you utilizing your resources and your creativity and the content and whatever the fuck you do you know what i mean mm. and so like uh so so now it's like now it's like it feels like there's less of a chip on your shoulder because back then i was like man i'm trying to get the fuck out of here dude yeah Sounds like, like what the fuck's going on out here i'm mm. trying to go to la and yeah, i yeah. did that and, and it's like but now i'm like you know what like i got you i got everything anywhere. i need you got resources you can do whatever you, you, yeah you do from anywhere so um and it's cool i feel like it takes a chip off everyone's shoulder and people yeah. are more like proud to not proud or whatever but they're just not tripping like this i'm from, yeah i'm where i'm at i'm from yeah. here whatever exactly so it's cool i agree with that about the playing ground because like there was a time period where i was like when i started emlin in 2015-16 it was strictly about clothes i didn't do podcasts and anything it was just clothes Mm -hmm. but i was promoting the shit out of it but uh, i initially started doing it in la like i started going out there traveling to do shows and i just like i like the idea of building it somewhere else instead of san jose Mm -hmm. and then eventually like once the playing ground got evened out when the content became relevant I started acknowledging, like, damn, like, I could legit do this shit back here. Yeah. And then now that's kind of, like, where I'm at now. Like, i just been focused on here and shit. Um, but that's hella real, bro. I agree with that shit 100%. Um, there was something else you mentioned, but I lost my train of thought. Um, 
it was about the oh the venues um so what do you what do you think about what's your thoughts on like some of the venues that try to do stuff of that nature like back bar i know aura had like you know shoreland mafia they had like yeah you know they had nipsey in the past um you yeah. know, all different types of play but obviously that there's like loopholes because there's promoters that get involved and then uh, you know, politics. Well, those are club nature. appearances. Yeah, that's different than a show, mm. right? They pay Nipsey five grand, whatever they yeah. pay him. I don't know, fucking know. Yeah. You know, pay him X amount, and then he comes, he makes an appearance, he performs a couple songs over his songs, he mm. kicks it. You know, d- drinks. People go are attracted to go to that specific club that night mm. because the presence of a celebrity is going to be yeah. there. You know what I mean? From that's so that's different than a show. Yeah. You know, I mean, you go to a Nipsey show. Yeah. We're it's talking different. forty-five minutes Nipsey Straight songs. Nipsey. It he might bring. Sounds out amazing, some, by the way. Yeah. Right. Like, that <laughs> yeah. No, nah, that's real though, because I and that, that's a very good point. I, I think if I was an artist too, I would probably look at it the same way, because I I do see the opportunities that exist within the clubs where they do yeah. have Nipsey come through, because they had I think. Tracks a million and Ziggy opened up for him. Oh yeah, prior to that. Yeah, but it's not the same experience of a show though. Yeah, my my boy uh, is they're the ones who booked him for Nipsey for it. He yeah, told me, he, I remember. He I told remember me that. the story of when he picked up Nipsey from the fucking airport and shit. Oh really? Yeah, he said like he said he was kind of a dick or something. I believe. It. I don't I know. Heard, he I said he was in a bad mood or something. Bro, I, I heard know. Nipsey only performed for fifteen minutes that night. That's see, but that's what I'm talking. about. I heard like he only performed ten five minutes. Yeah, I don't think he was fucking with San Jose no, at that time. No, he said. My my boy said it was like also at the point of his career where he was kind of like not irrelevant, but remember yeah. he kind of. I think well, he went. I think that was right before he went to jail. I think he went to jail for a time period. Oh, and he, and he got because I remember the story where Nipsey Hussle got his uh, studio raided. Oh, and then shit. The, the the cops they took everything, archive oh. music, all that shit, and yeah. then he uh, basically went to jail. But before he went to jail, he signed a deal which kept him relevant. So when he got out, he got the money and then invested it, I and see. then that's how the marathon, all that shit kicked off got you so maybe that it was probably right in that time period yeah. you know for all we know bro bro that's crazy what though. about what about the fact that <laughs> what about <laughs> what about the fact that somebody fucking booked chris brown <laughs> oh bro i talked about this on the last one bro where was it at fiesta With the fiesta right there on the south the by seven trees ratchet as motherfucking bro, venue of all that's time. definitely that's definitely like you know where they have bond the night and shit yeah like, it's definitely not a rap venue but what i heard about that story <laughs> is that they initially had him booked at um, a venue, I think it was Motif or something before at that time, uh-huh. and then the the promoters had a they didn't get access to the venue for whatever reason, uh-huh. so they audibled it and then they made that last minute call yeah. to bring everyone over there, which I don't blame him. It's Chris Brown. Chris Brown at that time, yeah, you got it. You know what I'm saying? He's doing a little thing and shit. He, everyone knew Chris Brown, so and then you seen the video. He's like, oh shit, they over there. That's what I keep replaying <laughs> in my head. That's why I'm laughing because yeah, I remember bro. that fool's like feeling himself, and then all of a sudden he's like. Uh, he looks like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh shit they're fucking shooting that's hella funny bro that's crazy san jose was definitely a different time at that time like way more active <laughs> way more active hell yeah things calmed down a little bit but you know we're still with the shits out here in san jose um <laughs> but yeah man so uh i guess we'll conclude this podcast we got 54 minutes you know when we oh, uh, we don't even realize time be flying damn. um so yeah man so how could people support you uh in your music and where, where can they find you uh, i want to i want to put all the graphics in the link so they can access your stuff Oh man, so when in whatever way they 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 choose to, you know what yep. I mean? Whatever whatever they like, you know, listen to my music, buy my clothes, good cold relaunch coming very soon. Hey. Store's not up yet, but we'll be up very soon. So if you see something that, that you like, buy it. Hey. If you hear something you like, listen to it. Shit. If not, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's all love. But make sure y'all pull up. On the Spotify, on iTunes, yep. on YouTube, yep. I need you to go yep. through every single individual song, video, stream at least three times minimum, uh, and also visit the website. Exactly. Look at the catalog. If you see something you like, go ahead and click that cart, add it, put your shit, buy that shit, mm-hmm. um, show some love to San Jose. Um, but yeah, man, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for taking the time of your day yeah. to come down. Thank and, you. For this is the Low Key Facts podcast. We got some game today. Yeah, it ain't exclusive. If it ain't an Emlyn exclusive. This is your boy BQ, the homie Cola, and we out. We don't want these hoes, don't want the fame, we want the cheddar. Total, we can have it all if we do it together. You know I'm a pastor, ball, but only to my brother. You know I'm a pastor, blunt, but only to my sister. I'm a 